0: make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because, you know what, life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show.
1: What's wrong with you people? <laughs> you feel this morning?
0: Why do you always make me define what you meant? Lucky,
1: that's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you? I don't know why you're clapping.
0: I'm talking about
1: you. How dare you? Make war! Go to the manual! How dare you? What do you got for me? answer the question until you ask it correctly.
0: Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I'm the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington.
1: And I am Jack Berry, a deacon down in Tacoma, Washington at Resurrection Church. Resurrection Church. Yes. Jack, how's it going, my man? It's going well. Good. Good. I am... uh... I look way too overdressed for the occasion. Dude, you nobody showed up. Even, okay, okay. nobody so even let, sees this. Right let me now, explain but...
0: to our listeners the situation right here. Right. So Jack, <clears throat> Jack made the trek up to uh, uh, made the trek up to Everett to uh, you know record some eps, and I open I like I get the knock at the door. I open the door and here's Jack looking like he's here to either tell me about the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Or sell me a used Tesla. <laughs> wow,
1: dude, you are looking I, fine. I, man. I, I dress okay, so I dress. So I came from work, and I work on base, yeah, at joint base, Lewis McCord, and right. so I came from my on base time where mm-hmm. I'm presenting stuff and whatnot to a bunch of service members. So right. I have to outdo them
0: oh, in my that, dress. Well, from so. from
1: from what we both know of vets, I think mean, that's not hard
0: right i mean you basically have to dress nicer than a grunt shirt
1: yeah
0: I guess so. <laughs> but no you got like 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 jack he's like the slacks the shiny brown shoes long sleeve te- like he he got a tie on yeah yo you got a tie on son and a vest and yes. a vest like <laughs> like a branded vest yeah man Looking sharp, I. You know what? I appreciate the bringing the professionalism to the podcast. (laughs) Like I really, I really do. We've
1: been slacking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bring
1: this back to classiness again. Let's
0: let's bring the class back, baby. You know that's what we about. (laughs) Um. So Jack, it's it's kind of a bittersweet. I mean, uh, when this drops, it'll probably be a week after. But, uh, um.
1: Oh yes. I think I know. My either. Packers but lost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, my Browns <laughs> lost too, but we can rejoice. Yes, or at you least can. I can rejoice. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. There's definitely much to rejoice about. Um, but what's not to rejoice about is flipping Tom Brady won <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. I have never wanted to see a man lose a football game more than anything. And I- he's just
1: so dang good. Listen, Tom Brady can literally make lemonade out of limes. He can the guy can do anything. The dude can make lemonade out of like rocks. Okay, and can Uh, we can we take can we first of all can we take the time to just uh, I was kind of reveling in it because I'm like, Patrick Mahomes, in your face, son. Yeah. In your face. First of all, the guy is talented. No doubt about it. No, yeah. But like. I wanted revenge for my Browns. Yeah, that's right. My Browns should have won to, that game. You wanted right? to be
0: able to say... And we
1: got smacked down by the refs, and now it was our time to say, in your face, Patrick, okay?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I saw a meme. And all those
1: fake Midwestern Baptist seminary <laughs> Casey fans, they can stick it in their pipes and smoke it, okay? So I saw I
0: saw this meme of it was uh, a pic of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes side by side, and it was uh um the pic of Tom Brady was Tom Brady wins his first Super Bowl at at uh at age twenty five, and then the pic of Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes at nine years old. I think he's like running it's with the center fielder. Like, it's, it's like a school photo. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's got the stupid, like the stupid uh school, school background. Um yeah. Then the know. uh
1: then the me- then the memes coming from uh the singer the weekend going through that glass Oh that, my goodness. That golden hallway or something <sighs> like that. Oh man, there's a ton of stuff coming from that. Dude old. I,
0: I I don't know. You can call me call me old, which I'm not, but call me curmudgeonly, which I
1: probably am. But the days of good halftime shows are over. I think it I mean, ended it, when Prince died. That because that last wait one that Prince they, is dead. Yes. Oh, Prince oh is yeah, dead, that's dude. right. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, who am I?
0: Prince is dead. Josh. <laughs> okay. Why? Why am I surprised by this? I thought he was alive.
1: Okay. He, Hendrix is dead. <laughs> Jimmy died long ago. Jimmy died man. long ago. Wait, okay. when did Prince die? Hold on. Prince died at least a, a few years ago. What? Yes, from an opioid overdose. Well, I mean, so okay. Yeah. The the one the one time when they had him, I mean, they've had the Super Bowl a dozen different times in Miami, but it it was in Miami the Super Bowl was, and then it was like everybody's like, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain. Yeah. And then Prince goes out there and he starts. Prince is actually a very gifted guitarist, which oh, people yeah. don't recognize. Yeah, 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 he's great. And he went out there, and he was like jamming, and then it started to rain, like on cue when he started to sing Purple Rain, and oh. dude, bam, son, that is called All the halftime goodness. Halftime magic. Well, One of these other jokers coming up in here. I
0: mean, yeah, the last good halftime show that I saw, I don't even remember what Super Bowl it was, but uh, I think it was The Who.
1: That's I saw the Who up
0: there playing like Magic Bus and mm. uh, the Pinball pinball Wizard. and Is that guitarist's name again? Peter Frampton. No, Peter, no. no. Peter I was, Townsend. Townsend. I always get Townsend, Townsend and Frampton mixed up. I did this yesterday, too, and I was made fun of for it. But anyway, uh, yeah, the days of Justin Timberlake and like uh, Janet Jackson and uh, all that, just... <laughs> we haven't had a good... Uh, we haven't had a good show in a long time. It's been a long time. That's just my opinion. People might might yeah. think I'm weird, but man, you got to get Slash up there.
1: Slash, Guns and Roses. Got to get Slash dude. up there,
0: dude. Well, I mean, get Slash some get some GNR fine,
1: but GNR together, oh, yeah. it would look rough some Axel. I don't know if you, everybody's seen Axel Foley these days, but that dude, he looks like he's been dragged through <laughs> some rough time. He looks like he ate Slash. <laughs> <laughs> pretty,
0: much. pretty much. Wait, wait, hold on. hold on. Axel Rose of Guns and Roses has been through a hard time? You don't say. <laughs> I mean, that's all self-imposed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I'm pretty sure all honest. of that is just self-medicated. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, but I did get some uh, not condolence. I got some. Uh, what's the word? I, I I I can't think of the word. But Aaron Rodgers won MB, um, MVP. Yeah, so that's true. I'm happy. And about Kevin
1: that. Stefanski run, run one right. for The Browns. So. so
0: so at the end of the day, In your
1: face. At the end of the day, you can
0: suck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. So at the end of the day, us Packers and Browns, we didn't we didn't make out too bad. We didn't make out too bad. Yeah. Um let's see. So, uh after this that rousing uh intro, uh, we're going to talk about church hurt again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry folks. Uh, yeah, sorry folks. So last week, you know, we uh we talked kind of about uh kind of the aftermath of church hurt, you know, when you're a few years down the road, what does it look like? What are some things that you're struggling with and and kind of ended up like turning into uh, just almost an interview with Jack and kind of what yeah. w- what he went through so we're gonna we're gonna kind of go the other way um this week and i think uh continue that conversation and and uh it's my turn to get a little transparent transparency transparency mm-hmm. transparency I'm gonna yeah. get transparency with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know who Tran is or why I'm getting his parents, but that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, so, Jack, it's 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 kind of uh it's kind of your turn to take the helm, as they say, and uh, go all Larry King. Who we just lost? Yeah,
1: pretty. By much the way, yeah, we did.
0: I did know he died. I didn't know mm-hmm. Prince died, <laughs> but yeah, Larry King's dead now. But he's going to live on. His spirit's going to live on with Jack. Because he's basically dressed like Larry I King am not right dre- now.
1: Okay, first of all, I do not have suspenders. I'm not Jewish. You got to get the bow tie, and I'm not a million years old for crying out loud. <laughs> I know. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I don't know why, but I saw it. Like, this is going to sound horrible, but I saw the headline like Larry King died, and I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know why I was surprised. The dudes, the dudes, literally like a dinosaur at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we want to continue this conversation about church hurt um, because it is a real thing something that uh, if you're in church long enough and you are you know serving long enough you're going to deal with it on one level or another now not everyone is going to deal with it to, uh you know some of the levels that you know Jack and I might have but some might and have experienced it way more than Jack and I have. So, so it, is, it is somewhat of a spectrum. Everyone's going to deal with it uh, at one time or another. Um, and I think the important, the important thing is how, how you deal with it, both in the moment and then also looking out for those issues that can pop up uh, afterward uh you know whether you're a couple years or many many years down the road the ramifications and kind of the uh the consequences of church hurt can still pop up right mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely
0: so yeah so i uh i think my first i think my first like real experience with it was i was working as a children's director Slash college director slash fill in the blank pretty much anything else that needed to get done. It was an odd job description that actually honestly kind of shifted here and there, uh, which was part of the problem. Yeah. Um. But long long story short, um, ended up not being able to function in that environment, and that was due to a lot of factors. Uh, the the church itself was, um. Basically, kind of run like a corporation and not okay. like a church like i mean i think I think we've talked about like uh the business model of church before, yeah um and why that's a problem mm-hmm. uh, and the issues that can pop up with that when you view your church more as a business and you run it more as a business instead of what it is, you yeah know, the the gathering of believers, right sure um, so with that came a lot of i uh, pressure uh to perform pressure to look a certain way and uh you know, I mean, for one example, I was basically given the uh given the charge that one of my main functions as someone on staff there was to increase the numeric value of the church. So basically
1: Oh, you were like brought in as like a quota getter? Yeah.
0: So wow. basically, uh, one of the main barometers of whether or not my ministry was successful is whether or not the ministry was growing.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all thinking of this in the context of COVID. It's like, what would they do during COVID? Then I don't know. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But okay. Yeah. Um. So
0: obviously, when that's your barometer, uh, that puts a lot of pressure on yeah. the individual. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, first and foremost, and I think it's important to say, that Jesus said he would build
1: his church, Yeah, not Josh would build his church. Yeah.
0: Because I'm not good
1: at it. <laughs> I think you can be a seed spreader, so to say, but that doesn't mean that you're the one capable of bringing those people in. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So when when your barometer for success in ministry is how many people are coming through the doors... You're never going to be satisfied. Yeah. Um, and you're always going to want more. Mm-hmm. And when that's not there, you're always going to be thinking that you're failing. Uh, and the focus of that ministry is going to be put on, on attracting those people mm-hmm. instead of ministering to the people that you have with the gospel, mm-hmm. which is what we're supposed to do, yeah. right? So um, all of this is swirling through my head. As I'm trying to, honestly, trying not to lose my job, yeah. right? Um, and and I didn't do my job perfectly. There were, you know, there were plenty of things in my job that I could have done much better. Um, but over that entire thing was just this stress mm-hmm. and this anxiety, yeah. um, that was honestly pretty crippling, mm-hmm. um, in the moment. So it ended up resulting in uh me having a like a pretty bad like panic attack in my office, yeah, um just kind of shut down mm-hmm. and wasn't able to function in you know the ways that they were wanting me to um and then you know up came the time for my um annual performance review, which here's the thing if you're in church ministry, if you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. If you are in charge of leading a church and you guys have performance reviews, stop it. <laughs> stop it. yeah uh we're not we're not here to perform. Uh, now, does that mean that we just throw discipleship out? No, of course not. Yeah. you always want to be helping and shaping and guiding and leading and cultivating your leaders to be the best leaders that they can be. But this is not a business. like yeah. your raise like if your compensation your favor in the church should not be based on your performance
1: yeah that's uh that's another thing that goes back to even like the fact that like the church does businessy things that doesn't mean it's a business you know it acts in these certain ways but that doesn't mean that our identity is completely as a business or right. completely as a building or completely as this or that. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, do
0: you need to have somebody that's good with money? Yes, yeah. you do. Do you need someone to work through all the nonprofit 501c3 stuff? Yes, you do. Do you need somebody to help keep the grounds? Yes, you do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you do not treat your people as employees. You treat them as men and women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: who are under your care yeah. as a shepherd. Yeah, um, And I think when that mentality is warped, I think we can end up having some problems.
1: Yeah, I think we need to definitely reform that within the church of how we look at it because so much of our North American context has been if you're not doing this, you're failing. And we need to turn this around, or this isn't going anywhere, or but there's so much. I feel like a lot of ministry within the church is trial and error. A lot of the times, you know, and there's always going to be trial and error, you know. And hey, we're gonna try this, see if it works, give some plus and minuses, and keep going with it or not. But it shouldn't be like, oh, we messed up with that, so here's the new strategy for this right so yeah yeah
0: so uh, long story short and obviously i mean with all the stories there's <laughs> plenty of stuff that happens that it would just take hours and hours and hours to talk yeah. about but long story short I, I i ended up bringing these concerns to uh a couple of the elders and uh during the performance review um and it was very much uh, well you know we're not here to talk about that right now and it was it was disregarded mm. um in that meeting which hurt um and then um what was said and this is and this is a direct quote i'm not I'm not paraphrasing but but what was said was you know if you if you don't think that you can work or uh you know succeed in this environment that you're in. You need to be questioning your calling to ministry in general.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um. So after I mean, and I'll be completely honest. After that, I'm not really sure like what happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: really remember anything after that. Um. So that that was kind of round one. We ended up going from that ch- church. Uh. Long story short, I left. Mm-hmm. Um. And. It was bad. It was, it was hurtful. I ended up going through about nine, ten months after that experience, like not wanting to be in church. Yeah. The only thing that kept me going to church was that the Bible told me to. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a question of had to, not want to. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up going from that church to uh, one that was a little closer to us um and for the first you know couple of years I think things were great um and then the the that church uh, and, and 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 to be fair like the lord used the individuals in that church one guy specifically named Randy uh who I still talk to multiple times a week uh just the lord used that church to change my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to renew in me even stronger than I had before, a desire to serve, a desire to love the church, a desire to be a part of the church. And I think the love that I have for the local church um, that I think is pretty apparent to most people that know me, the Lord really used that church to to create that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sadly, that church ended up Um, due to, honestly, kind of a a small Mars Hill-esque situation in which Mm -hmm. the lead pastor uh, um, had a little Mark Driscoll complex and ended up... uh, The church ended up splitting very, very bad, Mm -hmm. and uh, two of the pastors ended up getting removed because... uh, And they were removed unjustly.
1: Yeah.
0: Because of kind of the sins of, uh, this, this one guy. Um, so then again, it just kind of rocked the world all over again, kind of one after the other. Yeah. Right. Now I'm not one that's going to say that local church ministry or church in general is to be without hurt. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We both understand that that is definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about the importance of when sin happens, you need to address it, yeah. you need to confront it, and you need to reconcile because the unity of the church is vital, mm-hmm. right? So church hurt is something that I'm very, very familiar with and something that I still carry around a lot of baggage from, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll still interpret things people say or do through a certain lens that's not healthy because of kind of how that was conditioned. Right. And I mean, there's still things that I'm working through, uh, but I have had to force myself and, and I've had to learn through this process of how to deal with church hurt and things that were done to me, things that I was a part of in a biblical and sound way uh, and sometimes that means, like, you know, maybe there's some people you got to unfollow on social media. Yeah, big time. You know, like, like, kind of yep. stalking the.
1: Protect your life, people. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> man. Like,
0: like, like, and, and it took me a while to figure that out. And I think that's something a lot of people probably struggle with. If, if I struggle with it, I'm assuming probably other people do as well.
1: There's, yeah. And there's sometimes where I have to definitely, I feel like the. I feel like lately my primary social media mode has been Twitter, and there's sometimes where I gotta mute, I gotta put in some stuff, and I gotta mute certain things and certain folks because I'm like, I don't want to hear this.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's some folks that just straight up like preemptively block you. Oh yes, yeah. So I actually so I don't actually don't to, had a so a, a subtweet
1: conversation about this, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like the boogeyman will show up and yeah, he will block I saw me that. For some well, and reason. then I texted you. I texted you and I was like who are you talking about? <laughs> and then I and then I and then I gave the moniker to Josh and he's like, "Oh, that oh, makes Oh, that sense. makes
0: sense. I, I know who you're talking about. Yes, there is a I mean, there's there's plenty of them, right? It's it, it's yeah. it, it, it's the good old Reform Boys Network, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Theo yeah. Bros,
1: yo. Yeah, yeah, that's right, <laughs>
0: that's right, that's right. Yeah, some people just need to, you know, focus more on their rap career and not be on Twitter <laughs> so much, right?
1: <laughs> We're gonna get blocked. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's preemptive, right? Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I start feeling left of out his if I'm not. Eyes will find us. <laughs> It's like, hey, he's blocking everybody. Like, I kind of, I feel left out, man. I want to get blocked. I gave up trying to get blocked by Driscoll a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah that was not. A I don't experience.
1: Even, I haven't checked that. Sometimes, sometimes I'll go on Twitter and just be like, "Did he block me? Wow, he didn't. And then he's he like, didn't.
0: Did he still dead. No, they're well, still see, there. Well, see, you just have to start like." When you, you gotta get when, when we refer to him, we just have to start tagging him. Like, you gotta that's, get yeah. yeah. That's you how get you get blocked. It. It's not just saying the name, it's 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 putting the at symbol before it. that's what's you gotta do put it.
1: the at symbol and then you're like, hey, dark crystal just to mock <laughs> him. Uh, Dark my, my my moniker for Mark Driscoll is Dark, dark Crystal. Yeah. I, this, I came up with this like years ago, yeah. just so that it's like Voldemort or something like that. You yeah, so. shall not be named. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, go on, Josh. Oh Sorry. no, I was just gonna, yeah. Well, I mean, I anything
0: funny that happens in that realm, I just I'll, I'll screenshot and send it to Jack and be like, look, look what our boy said.
1: Look what he said. <laughs> Look, Dotson. We got Dotson here. We got Dotson here. We got Dotson. See, nobody cares. cares. I love it. I love it
0: so much. Oh, man, that's so good. Um, Yeah, so I think our encouragement um, and something we, I mean, we have to preach to ourselves. I mean, that's just kind of what, what we've been doing. Something that we encourage those individuals who have gone through uh, similar stuff or worse stuff um, is be very mindful to the things that you are allowing your mind to dwell on. Yeah. I think it's very easy to kind of slip into that, well, you know, I'm just going to keep following them. And every time I see them, mm. it brings up that anger and that angst or that that fear or that anxiety. Uh, sometimes it's appropriate to put a hard stop on something. Yeah. Um, sure. And it doesn't mean that it's forever, mm-hmm. but for that moment, like, how are you, how, are, how are you choosing, like, actively to not heal from the hurt that you have gone through? Yeah, because here's the thing: there's going to be plenty of things that are not in your control. Mm-hmm that you are going to have to heal from and that are going to take time for you to get over mm-hmm. right certain ways people say things ways people do things certain like i mean it gets down to like like weird stuff like sounds or smells or or your phrases you know i mean i mean i still sure. to this day have to have my phone on silent because like ringtones or email notifications or uh, voicemail notifications yeah. like it gives me anxiety yeah and and i realize that's not a good thing mm-hmm and that's something that i'm actively working for but but there's going to be plenty of things like that that you're going to have to you're going to have to go through and you're going to have to deal with you don't need to be putting more stuff onto yourself intentionally
1: yeah that uh that kind of reminds me of just um even dealing with stuff from deployment in the army and coming back and having to deal with a lot of that stuff too of just like If I hear a certain audible noise, I'm going to start freaking out. There's like this reverb noise that really freaks me out. It doesn't happen quite often, but like usually it's like in a headphone or something like that. And if it happens, I'm going to start freaking out a little bit Um, because that usually was the warning sign of that something blew up or a bomb was going off near me. Um, There's certain like smells, stuff like that. So it's interesting that you bring those things up. Um, because I can definitely relate to it on a different level, but yeah. Well, now I'm like just going to try to find what that sound is and see if I can like... <laughs> I'm a horrible friend. Dude, I don't I'm know so what horrible. will happen. I don't know if I'll go Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde on you Dude, you're and gonna, just you're like, go like... Get on the ground! Or just somehow I will find an object and turn it into a shank. Oh, my goodness. And, like, hold you up Holy or what? Holy smokes. I don't know, dude. I, I have never, honestly, I've never heard that sound in, like, four or five years. So, I don't know what I'd do if that sound went off again in my ears. All right. Well, good to know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to take that back. There's a chance of me getting shanked. <laughs> I don't know what would happen, Josh. But yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. there's possibilities that... Hey,
0: you know, I mean... I feel like that might that might be the next phase of our friendship. You know, like just 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 like descending the levels into like deepness, deep friendships. You know, like are, are you actually friends with somebody if they don't poss- like almost shank you? I
1: mean. I can just imagine we're like recording something and I hear that noise, and then all of a sudden, one of our wives walks into the room, and I got like, jo- I got like Josh <laughs> like in a chokehold holding like, a knife. Like to his the neck Joker. Going, you want to know how I got these scars? Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, Jack.
0: Jack's like you remind me of my father. Oh my
1: gosh, (laughs) I hated my father. Oh my gosh, (laughs) your impression's so spot on. I can't take it, it.
0: dude. Oh my goodness, that's some reason.
1: Okay, there's another random headline. Random thoughts with Jack. Go. (laughs) You turn this into a segment. (laughs) So one of the set. There's a guy named Senator Leahy who's a Democratic senator. Okay. Who's presiding over the Trump impeachment trial? Oh my and gosh. And I remember on Google News, it's like this senator who's a, who's overseeing the impeachment trial has been in five Batman movies. What? He <laughs> like, has no joke. Yeah, he's been in five. Like Batman as movies. an extra? Oh, dude, yeah. Like he just like, really that likes scene Batman. That you specifically talked about? Yeah. Uh, that was that was that senator who was like he was holding the knife to. No joke. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually Crazy know. That. Oh, I'm stuff, gonna have to dude. like
0: re. I'm gonna, I'm Patrick gonna have to, Leahy. Yeah. Patrick Leahy. Older than dust. Yeah. Wow. He, five Batman. So he's just like a Batman fan. I don't or, know. Or how. has it like turned into like it's turned into like the the like Wilhelm scream where it's just in everything now. I don't <laughs> know
1: because because he was in all three uh, Batman movies for Christopher Nolan. And I don't know where the other two were at, but I know that he was in Nolan's Batman series. So Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Totally well, well, random. Good good for rabbit. him. Okay. I mean, sweet. Um wow. Okay. I don't know where we were. We went from Church Hurt to me being shanked to Jack <laughs> turning into the Joker to a Democratic <laughs> senator. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not not uh yes. So uh there are times There are times when it is right and proper to put up some guardrails, Yeah. right? Um, and to get honest with, look, have we truly given over the things that happen to us to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that just, oh, you know, I did that and magically everything's better. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. Yeah. It is an active process, sometimes a daily process,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where those thoughts, that anger, that anxiety pops up, how well are you doing in giving those over to the Lord and letting the sufficiency of Christ cover over those? Mm -hmm. Um, Because healing is not going to happen without that. Uh, How are you actively, even though, and this is where it gets so hard, even though church is the place (laughs) where that hurt happened, Mm -hmm. how are you actively seeking to be plugged into the local body to receive that healing. Mm -hmm. Because the same people that brought the hurt, God is going to use those same people to bring the healing. It's not going to be done or accomplished outside of the context of the local church, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've heard this before, too, from some other other people, some other Christians. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, and this can come in very different context with church hurt, very different shades of it and everything like that. But yeah, there you have to trust that God knows what he's doing with his church, his bride, and trust that he's making it more and more anew, more and more, um... Uh, blameless in a certain extent. I mean, you yeah. can't be perfectly blameless in this life, but yeah, yeah. That's it's tough sometimes because you want to trust the Lord that your church family is not going to stab you in the back, and when that does happen, it's really tough.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's a very it's a very unique hurt, mm-hmm. you know, because we're we're encouraged as Christians, and I'm just I'm just being completely honest and. Frankly, kind of vulnerable here because, like, I still struggle with this, Mm -hmm. even though I I, like, I love the church more than almost anything. Mm -hmm. It's really hard when the people that you choose to kind of make like the center of your life Mm -hmm. and you pour your heart and soul into you're in community with you're authentic with you've shared your sins and your hurts um and then those same people are the ones that end up bringing more hurt mm-hmm. like that's that's a very unique pain mm-hmm. that I think is um <clears throat> i think is hits you on a level that not many other things do yeah you know like 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 it would be it in some ways and i don't want to i don't want to take the analogy too far but it but it's it's as if like your spouse did something really really horrible to you mm, sure you know um and again like i, I don't i don't want to take that take that too far but but it's uh it takes a while to get over that and i don't know i yeah. i i don't know if you ever Get over it fully.
1: Yeah, that uh, just what you said about the spouse thing. I've known some couples that have had to deal with infidelity and adultery within their marriages. And they have reconciled, but it's still in their past. Yeah. And it's still something that they have to look back to and see the hurt, but also see the blessing of how God was faithful towards them and saw their reconciliation. So, yeah, it's it's not easy. I'll tell you one thing, it ain't easy. So, and that's but yet again, like that's the that's the that's the hurt and both the blessing and what we're talking about is that the fact that there can be part of the family that has wounded you and then there's another part of the family that's there to kind of give you this healing balm as well too. So,
0: Yeah, and thank the Lord for those individuals, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Thank thank the Lord for the ones that remain faithful. And it's not that you never have issues with those people, Mm -hmm. but they're the ones that remain humble, and their love for you is more than their own Mm self-interest, right? Um, And their desire to help you and to point you toward Christ is more than their need to be seen a certain way or to look a certain way. And, uh, like those are the people that the Lord ends up using to heal us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's one or two individuals, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So still a process, still something that we walk through. Um, still something that we have to confess when we're in sin and mm-hmm. when we think, you know, badly of people without, uh, <laughs> without them deserving it. Um, yeah. And don't be afraid to put up those guardrails that you need to. Be honest with the things that you are allowing into your life that aren't helping you. Yeah. Um, unfollow those accounts if you have to. Have those conversations. Write that letter. Uh, you know, mute them people, mute yeah them, mute, keywords. mute, yes, mute, mute the people, unfollow the accounts, like there's going to be no good that comes from you dwelling on that pain unnecessarily, mm-hmm. now, we still have to deal with it, there's going to be times where we have to dwell on it, but it's done in a very specific way in the context of God's people, mm-hmm. not alone. In your room, scrolling through Instagram, that person's account, seeing what they're up to, yeah. seeing if they're saying anything, seeing if they've changed. You know, the Lord is going to deal with those individuals the mm-hmm. same way that he deals with you, and it's going to be through his word, and it's going to be applied to them specifically, just as it's applied to you. Yeah, um, Trust in God to take care of both. Yeah. So, plenty more that can be said, but...
1: I'm done. Okay. That's all I've got. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. That's all Appreciate I've Appreciate it, man. <laughs> well, yeah. folks, if you uh, appreciated our candor and our vulnerableness, is
0: that what horses do?
1: Candor. Candor. Is
0: there a difference between candor and canter? cantor?
1: Cantor? Candor. Because, because I've like. i always said candor.
0: Well, right. Right. No, I say be very I think, English, too. <laughs> so. I think there might be two different things. Candor is like honesty and like fourth. Forthrightness, canter isn't that like what comes after a trot with a horse? I don't. I'm. I'm nerding. I'm sorry. I grew up on a ranch. I don't know I, I'm just, of these equestrian sh- words equestrian. that you <laughs> speak
1: of right now. I'm just sorry. gonna shut up. <laughs> well, as Josh uh, ceases the volume out of his mouth, I will give you the. <laughs> I will. G- Volume out of his mouth. I'm trying to be respectable. You just unloaded a lot, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on the sociables, if you will. Mm. They're not crackers. They're actually. Uh, it's true. They're social medias. So- social, social medias. Social media. I have a burnt tongue. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so you can follow us on the the tweaker, oh, if you will. Yeah. The the bir- the little bird. Little yep. blue bird. Yep. Uh, the Instagram, mm. the Facebook, mm. uh, all at, at reformatory pod, Josh, yeah. tell the lovely people about how they can give us money, uh, to continue this.
0: That's right. Uh, people, if you can, if you appreciate our candor and canter, whichever it is, uh, we would appreciate you showing your support, your favor and your thankfulness in a few ways. First, if you would not mind heading on over to where, kind of wherever you get your podcast, if there's a way for you to leave us a like and review, we really appreciate you doing that. That helps get the podcast out to more people and gets us kind of further away from the associations that we don't want to be a part of, like the. We, uh, we're finally not associated with like Joseph anymore. Yeah, Joseph Prince. <laughs> Joseph Prince, who is not dead. As far as uh, I know, no, 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 that no. prince is still no, alive.
1: No, he's still yeah. alive.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if, if you are able, I know Spotify doesn't let you do it. you got like the, you at least
1: it. three facelifts or something like that. Oh, so oh at it least. It looks like it. Well,
0: dude, that's what all that seed money is going toward. Right?
1: <laughs> Come on. Make so a joyful noise. So a blessing noise. for my face to my get lifted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> bless me, Father, because I need a new <laughs> cheekbones. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, head on over. Give us a like and review. We really appreciate that. If you feel like supporting this podcast more practically going to head on over to patreon.com uh, slash reformatorypodcast and there you will see different tiers for you to be able to support us we've got uh, i think the lowest tier is like five bucks a month that's 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 sacrificing like not even one latte a month i think like a 12 ounce latte at starbucks is like six bucks yeah,
1: it, there's a lot it's of insane you can sacrifice for five dollars
0: seriously it's not it's it's really it's really not that bad and then the tiers go all the way up from that uh, head on over to McQuano Coffee. Uh, they do amazing work, amazing coffee. Use I just that got a blend. Oh, do I got you? Blend. Oh, you got the okay. We'll We're talk about that it. next step. We're making
1: coffee. Next baby. step.
0: Oh, we doing it. Ethiopian. We doing it. Ethiopian. Oh, Ethiopian. Look at that. Look at that. I Yeah. Use that reformatory uh, reformatory promo. Get your twenty percent off. We thank you so much for listening, and tune in next time for the next episode of. The Reformatory. <laughs>